Hi everyone. Uh, unfortunately, Carrie's out of town for for the uh, the day. Uh, we were out in Winnipeg for the WHA and the Slapshot 45th and 50th anniversary press conferences. Uh, we ran some technical issues while we we're there, so unfortunately, we weren't able to stream the WHA uh, press conference. But uh, be tuned because we'll, we'll have a lot more content regarding the WHA and you know the the event that's coming up in Whistler uh, later this year. Uh, but today, I, I kind of wanted to do a bit of uh, a video essay here, but I want it to be an open discussion as well. So we're going to be talking about some of the Leafs, uh, mainly in net, uh, a lot of issues there right now. And but, but they will have a few options come to trade deadline and further into uh, the season. But uh, again, this, this whole thing in Toronto is just look, looking really bad. Uh, just one more time, just if you want to, to put, your, put your opinion out there, uh, have a conversation, feel free to, to put anything in the comments and we'll have some back and forth. But I want to talk a little bit about last night. Uh, Jack Campbell is out for the next two weeks with a rib injury, uh, which for Peter Morazic, this is a huge opportunity. Um, it started out last night with a, a pretty ugly loss to the Arizona Coyotes, 5-4 uh, in overtime. And just a, a lot of the backlash that I've kind of seen online, uh, it, it, it's weird because... Yes, uh, Mrazek did not did not play well last night, but a, a lot of the, the attention has gone towards uh, that that call in overtime that, that eventually led to I think it was Jacob Chitrin who scored the the overtime winner um, with with him holding uh, Austin Matthews stick back. But again, it's a missed call. It happens, but you can't really pin the whole game on that. But more more so on Mrazek. Uh, letting letting a goal in early uh, like he did last night is never a good thing. Uh, it's never it, it, it's really hard to kind of come back from that as a team. You're uh, you, you're starting off on the wrong foot, and that that goal that Morazic led in was, uh, to say the least, uh, atrocious. I mean, uh, a, a very easy uh, readable save that no screen on the shot. He was uh, he just kind of fumbled the rebound and popped out for Galaxy Galchenyuk to tap it in. And over the course of last night's game, Peter Morazic just kind of seemed to lose his confidence a bit. Uh, he was—he was sitting really deep in his net, uh, wasn't really challenging the shooters, and we saw that later on with Christian Fisher's goal. Uh, but one thing that you know kind of surfaced from last night was the, was the second goal that Arizona scored. Uh, there were a lot of uh, highlights of that, replays of that that I've seen around. A lot of people calling out Morazic, saying, you know, it's a broken play. Puck kind of trickles in. The, the, the goalie has to stop that. But that that clip's been taken out of context a little bit in the sense that it was a two-on-one. Uh, Mrazic played that very well. Uh, in a two-on-one situation, the goaltender's only focused on the shooter. Uh, he's yelling at the defenseman to you know cover the pass. Uh, he, he's t- the, the defenseman knows it's a two-on-one right the other way. Um, specifically... Uh, there were three Leafs in, in, in within reach of that puck, and no one made a play on it. So uh, a, a lot, a lot of blame was put on Barazic, and justifiably so for for the most part. But with Thackle specifically, not so much. Um, granted, th- this is a huge opportunity for Morazic. Like I said, he's out. Jack Campbell's going to be out for the next two weeks, so he's, he's going to be a lot of games. But 
I think after that game last night, I kind of have to think that they are going to keep rolling goalies. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll see some Justin Wall at some point. Um, I Again, it's a really tough situation. And Luke, actually, thank you for the comment. Um, Razik has zero idea where his posts are, like none whatsoever. The defense has also been horrible for three months now, which isn't helping the situation. You're a Leafs fan. I, I, I feel for you, Luke. I, I really do. But uh, again, the, the goaltending is definitely one of the issues. And you're right. Defense is an issue. They, they went out and brought in Ilya Labushkin uh, on a pretty cheap ticket, $1.3 million for a guy who's going to play on your second line. He's, he's never really going to be a top-line pairing guy, which I, I think the Leafs really need to do. They're going into the, the stretch with Morgan Riley, <clears throat> where they're going to keep extending him. Uh, but I don't think he's the right player for this for this team buildup. You you need a guy who like a Ben Sherrod or a uh, a Shea Weber type guy who's really physical in front of the net, uh, really hard to play against. And the Leafs just don't the Leafs don't have that. They haven't had that in a really long time. Uh, you look at Zach Zach Bogosian last year. Uh, granted, he had some some uh, toughness to him, but that's a bottom pairing D man. They, they need someone on the top pairing who can play the penalty kill. Um, and just just be a, a menace out there. Uh, and Dan, yeah, we spoke about this earlier, you and I. I uh, love Morgan Riley, but not a number one on this Leafs team. Again, just uh, when you're going up against, uh, as it looks like right now, Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs, you you need a little more physicality. You know, you need a little more toughness. And I, I, I love Morgan Riley. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm on the same boat as you, Dan, but. It's just a, a lot of a lot of flaws with his Leafs team, and a lot of that is on the back end with Jake Jake Muzzin out for the next little bit. I think he's still going to be out two, three more weeks at least. Sorry, uh, there, there's a pretty pretty big gaping hole there. But again, just back to just back to Mrazek and and uh, and Campbell. Uh, I know Marty, you're talking about Josh Manson, but uh, I actually do something on Manson a little bit later. Um, uh, Mrazek's on a $3.8 million cap hit and the Leafs don't have a ton of cap space right now. And I, I think in a situation, uh, if the Leafs are looking to, uh, to bolster their goaltending, they're going to have to look at uh, some other teams. I mean, some of the, some of the big names out there are Jonathan Bernier, Chris Dreger, Anton Kudobin, Jonas Corposalo, Jonathan Quick. Uh, th these guys are all towards the bottom end. <clears throat> Sorry. Something stuck in my throat there. Uh, <clears throat> these guys are all at the bottom end of, of sort of the, the 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 trade bait list for goaltenders, and I think a couple of these guys could, could really help the Leafs. But I think the Leafs—they're not really looking for a guy who's going to take games from Campbell. Campbell is still going to be the number one right up until the end of the season, but they, they, they need to find some kind of support for him. Uh, <clears throat> one name I kind of read out there: Jonathan Quick, thirty-five now. He's probably going to look at being a, a backup role. He hasn't had a 900 save percentage in each of the last three years. Uh, he's kind of in the twilight of, of his career, but uh, it's a high risk, high reward play. I mean, Jonathan Quick, two Stanley Cups, a Conn Smythe trophy. Uh, he never won a Vezina, but again, if he can kind of find something in his game to get back to where he was, I, I think that, that could be a good move. But again, it's the risk too. Uh, there are two two names out of Dallas, actually two goaltenders out of Dallas that I kind of I've seen floating around out there. Uh, both are really cheap options, and Anton Kudobin and Braden Holpe, for that matter. Uh, Jake Ottinger is kind of the, the young guy coming up out of the starter system. 
Uh, he's he's been playing majority of the games recently. Braden Holpe had a pretty good start to the year, uh, but it's, it's really been Ottinger's net for the last little bit. I I I, I still really like Braden Holpe. I think last year was kind of a wash for him in Vancouver, sitting in that backup role to Thatcher Demko. That, that, that's not what Braden Holpe uh, should be doing on a team. He, he he needs to be in the net. Um, and Braden Holpe's at two million dollar cap it. I mean that for for a guy who, for a Vezina winner um a stanley cup winner that, that's pretty cheap I, I i i don't really love how the whole situation at, with him leaving washington kind of happened and i mean just look at washington now uh Ilya samsonov and vitek vanacek have been both been in and out of the lineup but uh again just just not what the, this washington team needs um and i just want to answer your, your question dan uh, what, what goaltenders are available on the Leafs? Uh, with aside from Morazic and Campbell, you got Joseph Wall, who's who spent some time up in the NHL earlier on in the year. I I, just, I didn't see enough from him where he can kind of earn back that, that the, the next few games. They brought in Michael Hutchinson with that move from Arizona for future considerations. Uh, I, I get the feeling that he's probably a part of something bigger uh, down the line. That, that, that's not something that's going to happen uh right right away and i don't think he he, he will ever wear the, the least jersey uh and the guy who played last night i'm drawing i feel really bad i'm drawing a blank on his name uh play, played well coming in from Morazic. uh granted that was, a, that was a game the least outshot arizona pretty handily i think it was like a 10 to 15 uh shot differential but again uh, the, the, the this least team just needs someone to stick uh i i, I just think you got to keep rolling names until something until something happens and you, you look at just the, the, the last little stretch and we, we we've seen uh campbell and Marazic go back and forth uh, neither of these guys have really been, been in that position where they're splitting the net so that th that takes a lot out of your mental game you, you you're not because you're not in every game you can't really get into a, a solid rhythm uh I, I i had that zach situation when i was in junior where uh just over time you kind of it changes your routine uh you're not doing what feels comfortable and you're not really playing your game and thank you dan uh Colgren, yeah uh i i, I he, he looked decent last night it made a couple of good couple of good saves coming down the stretch but uh evidently it was more just damage control for him just trying to keep uh toronto in into the game uh if i find when you when you go down by a few goals especially to a team like arizona uh it kind of just takes the wind out of your sails and he did a good job of kind of stabilizing everyone and sometimes being a goalie switch mid-game uh it, it can kind of light a fire under everyone's ass and we saw that last night but with the leafs again uh it, they're, they're a tough spot right now and if the playoffs started today they'll be playing against tampa bay and I, I i have no faith for this team in a seven game series against tampa bay they'll probably win a game or two but I don't see that series go much longer than five or six games, but you look at the rest of that division, Boston's not too far behind Toronto. Uh, I think three or four points back right now. And if Toronto falls out of that spot, they're playing Florida or Carolina. Both, both those teams are, I think are light years ahead of uh, the Leafs right now. So again, just another thing to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, but I kind of want to take a look at some of the, the other options, uh, not just for the Leafs, but for everyone right now. Um, there was a lot of buzz surrounding the Vancouver Canucks, specifically Brock Besser and JT Miller. Uh, JT Miller, I, I think, is a really intriguing player. He's leading that team in points. Uh, he's playing on the top line with with Besser and with Connor Garland. 
Uh, you kind of had two guys in that line and Miller and Gar and uh, Garland who kind of rub it out. They, they play that physical game. Miller's a little more offensively gifted. And you have Besser on the wing, who has a great shot, just a pure sniper and a pure goal scorer. Uh, but JT Miller, uh, more he you can play him on the penalty kill. You can put him up when the other team's nuts empty and you're trying to kill the last minute. But you can put him on the power play and he'll he'll provide a ton of offense. I, I think uh, every team under, under the sun has been asking about him. Um, I, but with Vancouver now, they're, they're they're pretty close to a playoff spot too, only four points out. Uh, and you have a couple of teams ahead of them. Uh Teams like Edmonton, Nashville, and Vegas, who have been really consistent recently. So I, I think there is definitely some kind of room for Vancouver to kind of wiggle back up into the standings. I, I think they have a really good shot at making the playoffs, uh, especially now with Elias Pedersen, who's starting to contribute after being missing for uh, a lot of the year. They, they kind of made a, a, a role change for him. He's skating with Alex Chason and Darn Blank on the other name right now on, on the third line for that matter, too. So uh, the, the, he, he's always been a really hard worker and a really likable guy. He's kind of, it's really good to see that he's kind of putting some production up now. And another team I kind of want to look for that, you know, a lot of people are talking about possibly being sellers this year uh, is Anaheim. Well, actually, before we go to Anaheim, Dan just had a quick question about Vancouver's goaltending. Uh, I'm a huge Thatcher Demko stan. Uh, I think Thatcher Demko is uh one, will be one of the best goaltenders in, in uh in this probably recent stretch of NHL history uh coming in what he did as a rookie with that with that Vancouver team a couple of years ago uh not a lot of people can do that and coming out of Boston College won the Hobie Baker in, in a pretty tight race there uh he, he he's he was a mainstay in in the NCAA for a long time uh played all four years was a starter all four years at Boston College which doesn't really happen a lot, especially with goaltenders. So uh, I think this guy has always kind of been a step above everyone else. And I think it's only a matter of time before we see that in the NHL. Yes, yeah, Dan, he is a little bit hot and cold, um, but I, I, I've seen a lot more hot from Thatcher Demko recently than cold. Uh, then just quickly back to Anaheim, uh, two names right right now, I think are probably at the top of uh, their their tra uh, their trade bait and it's it, it's Josh Manson and Ricard Raquel. We'll, we'll, we'll talk on Manson first. Uh, big guy, six three, uh, two hundred thirty pounds. Uh, a, a, a really solid middle pairing defenseman. My only issue with with Manson, he's a four point one million dollar cap hit. Uh, the, the least made that trade for Labushkin, who's on a one point three million dollar deal. And I think him, him and Manson will probably fill that same role. You know that, that three four five. Uh, defenseman on your roster, I think for someone for someone like the least, this could be interesting. But again, they, they are going to have to make some make some money work uh, just to, to to bring them in. The the Leafs are right on the cap hit. I think they're they're less than a million dollars. I think less than less than a hundred thousand dollars away from the cap hit. So bringing in a guy like Manson, you're you're, you're going to have to trade, uh, you know, a, a Hall, a Muzzin. Um, a Mikheyev, someone with some decent value, uh, which I, I don't think the Leafs really want to do right now. So I, I think for the Leafs' sake, they are going to have to do something pretty big at the trade deadline if they do want to uh, kind of bolster that back end. But the other guy in that, in that team, uh, Ricardo Raquel, uh, he's just a guy who uh, plays with a bit of an edge. He has a bit of sandpaper to his game, but 
he's at 16 goals this year. Uh, he's on pace for somewhere in the mid twenties. And uh, this is a guy who likes to go harder than that. He, he kind of has, just has the finishing touch. doesn't play a lot with the puck, uh, which I think the Rangers, uh, I, I, anytime I say the Rangers, I feel like I'm a, 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 a bit of a homer and I'm pumping my team, but I, I think this could work really well on, on the second line with Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom. Uh, both those guys are, playmakers that, that, that they're not always looking to shoot so a guy like Raquel can kind of fit in that slot really light really nicely and the Rangers at right wing uh have, have been struggling this year Sammy Blade uh is, got hurt early on in the year is not gonna, not gonna be back this year either with an ACL tear um and then uh Capo Caco has been out since early since like mid-January with the shoulder injury so I think bringing in a guy like Raquel can kind of stabilize the offense a little bit because that 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 Panarin and Strom line's been skating with a revolving door of people: Barclay, Goudreau, Alexi Lafreniere, uh, Dryden Hunt, a, a, a lot of guys who, you know, just they're, they're grinders. They're not really top line players, and you need a guy who can produce offense uh, just, when he just needs to give, be given the, uh, the 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 chance to. And playing with a guy like Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom, you're gonna have a lot of chances to score. Um, but again, uh, I, I just I keep coming back to the Leafs. I, I don't really know why. I, I'm just really flabbergasted about this whole year for them. Uh, you, you, you start out so strong, and then you, you come out to where you are. A, a lot of that is goaltending in the back end. I, 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 I just don't know if they can do anything. They don't have the means to do it right now. They, they have the, the pieces to trade. Uh, but again, you're blowing up the whole team. And with, with Kyle Dubas coming out and saying a couple of weeks ago, that goaltending isn't the issue and they don't really want to fix it. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a long year for the Leafs. Um, my, my best guess, if I were the Leafs GM, I would trade Mrazek. Um, if not now, he's, he's going to get bought out at the end of the season. But I, I think you trade Mrazek, that's $3.8 million off the cap. You bring in a defenseman, you bring in a, a cheap backup goalie, a guy like Anton Kudobin. Um, who I, I should have got, I should have spoken about earlier, but Kudobin uh, has just been one of the most reliable backups in the NHL over the last few years, backed up for Tuka Rask, backed up for Ben Bishop uh, in Dallas too. So, uh, and when Dallas went to the Stanley Cup final, Kudobin was, was a net for most of it. Ben Bishop was in and out of the lineup uh, for most of the season and for a bit of the playoffs too. So uh, Kudobin has that experience. And I think Kudobin for himself He's kind of getting he's, he's at the end of his career right now so i think he he's he kind of just wants to go in and you know kind of stabilize this team and you know just give jack campbell some confidence uh coming down the stretch here because this is campbell's net and the, the Leafs should not be bringing in a guy who takes away games from campbell they need to be uh, supporting him in every way they can um i just want to put one more feeling out there for for anything you guys you guys else want to be want to cover um because we're we're kind of closing on closing in on 20 minutes now um but thank you everyone who's commented so far dan blackburn luke vela marty roberts uh you, you guys you guys made gooch live go um but robert wine thank you for coming in and saying hi uh carrie's not here today uh he's still out in winnipeg he's on the plane right now actually uh, we, uh it was a whole weekend uh, he uh, he'll explain it uh when he gets back tomorrow but uh again just a, a crazy few days for us but i think with that uh i think we're gonna call it a wrap 
thank you every thank you very much everyone for coming out and supporting uh i mean we we don't do this for ourselves we do this to help help entertain entertain and make some of your days a little bit better so thank you again for coming out and i believe we're back tomorrow we have uh, a pretty uh, special guest on tomorrow uh oh and we got one one thing here from dan blackburn montreal canadians what's their focus going into the off season um I, I think the, the biggest issue, the th first thing they want to do is figure out what they're going to do at head coach. Marty St. Louis still has the interim tag on him. Um, I, I think was just how this team's played and kind of, you know, answered to having Marty St. Louis as their coach. I think maybe they, they, they consider taking that interim tag off him. That, that was never really the plan when they brought him in. But I mean, I, 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 I remember Jeff Gordon, Jeff Gordon very well from his days with the Rangers. Uh, he, he was never afraid to take risks. He, he brought in Daniel Quinn uh, as a first-time NHL coach. Um, so I, I think uh, keeping Marty St. Louis as the head coach is definitely a possibility. But I think you got to look at the rest of the team too. They got a you know a couple of guys in that roster right now who, you know, I think it's not the direction they need to go in. You know, a guy like Sherratt, who they're looking at trading right now, uh, Arturi Lekkinen's and that another name who's kind of been tossed around out there. Uh, they're going to be trading some of these guys mainly for prospects, maybe some NHL ready prospects and, um, you know, draft picks. This team is going to go into a full rebuild. And if I know Jeff Gordon at all, it's probably going to be pretty quick. Uh, he took the, he took that Rangers team from, you know, a team that, that was kind of on the cusp of playoffs, but, uh, after a few, a few rough, uh, seasons really kind of fell out, uh, of a playoff spot. And it was just, and the, this Rangers team right now, was mainly done by Jeff Gordon, so I, I think Montreal fans do have a lot of excited about a lot to be excited about. Jeff Gordon is a great GM, and I, I think this this Montreal team is going to do wonders. And just with Carey Price, um, I, I, I think there's not a whole lot out on that right now. I mean, I, I'm not hearing too much about Carey Price, and I think if he does come back, it is in a Montreal Canadiens uniform, but. Again, at the same time, I, I I could see Carey Price retiring at the end of the season. I mean, that, that's definitely something that, to keep an eye out for. Um, just uh, we, we had the reports in January and February of you know Carey Price's rehab kind of being slowed down, having to go back a couple weeks, uh, saying he hasn't really made any ground. He hasn't really, he hasn't, I don't think he skated this year at all either. So I think the, 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 this summer will tell a lot for this Montreal Canadiens team, and there's a lot of moving pieces out there, but. Again, I, I think this team, the, the the core nucleus that's there right now, I I, I do like. Uh, I think that the three guys right now that are the only untouchables on, on that roster are uh, Suzuki, Caulfield, and Josh Anderson. I think they're going to build that build that team around those three guys. Um, and I mean, it, it's going to be a tall task for Gordon, but I, 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 if anyone can do it, I, I really have the utmost faith in, in Jeff Gordon and turning this the ship around. Uh, and, and Gallagher, again, tough to say, but there are some trade rumors out there right now. But again, a lot of teams are concerned about Gallagher just because um, his style of play. I mean, it's a very in-your-face. He's hitting guys. He's, he's getting nailed a lot, too. I mean, granted, he, he throws out the body a lot, but he takes it just as much as he gives it out. So um I, 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 a lot of teams are going to be kind of wary about that with, with, with his health moving forward. Um, he's been in and out of the lineup for the past few years. And yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a great year this year, but again, 
no one no one in Montreal really has. So I I think this year as a Montreal fan, you kind of consider it as a wash. Uh, you, you go in this offseason, you make some, some pretty sizable changes and you come back next year just uh, just trying to get draft picks and just trying to load up on, on young, promising prospects to try and right this ship because I, I, I really hope Montreal can kind of do this, can kind of come back. That, that, that playoff run last year was was a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, you learn you learn a lot about a lot of, a lot of these players as they go deep in the playoffs. And, you know, what we heard about Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield as time went on, you know, kind of being counted out uh, was definitely something pretty cool to see and pretty cool to kind of experience. But I, I think that's going to be it for today. We're around 25 minutes. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I, I hope I the goose gives me a couple more opportunities to do this again. Um, but thank you again. Thank you to everyone for coming out. Uh, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. We have a great interview with Bob McCowan uh, for our concussion show. But uh, we'll see you guys in the meantime. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Carrie Goulet, better known as The Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. 